0: really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. And today is the first episode in the brand new year 2023. So thank you for joining me here. I did take a week off last week which was really important for me for self-care during the middle of the holiday season. And so thank you for your patience. And I hope you weren't frustrated that there wasn't an episode last week, but it was actually really helpful for me to have that week off. So, But I'm back at it again. A new year, a new month, and here we go. I'm ready to talk about some topics that are of interest to me spiritually. And today I want to share with you 10 strategies for overcoming fear and this actually came from a post I read about Alex Honnold who is a free climber meaning he climbs mountains and rock faces without the use of any ropes or assistance and he also solo free climbs and he did a solo climb with with no no ropes up El Capitan in Yosemite in 2017, which is an extremely difficult rock face to climb. And so he has spoken and written about his strategies for overcoming fear. And as I read them, I thought, you know, this is a really useful way perhaps, to look at the fear of death. So I wanted to take his 10 strategies and see if I could apply them to how we approach our own fear of death. And honestly, everyone has a fear of death. Alex Honnold has a fear of death. It is uh, wired into us in our primitive brains. And so we each have to work on that fear if we are going to plan ahead for the end of life, if we're going to kind of manage how we approach the end of life and our death, and also if we just want to find the richness of life that comes about when we're able to face up to that fear and not allow it to control us. And so that's something that I talk about all the time. And it's in my closing tagline for this podcast and also for End of Life University that one of the things we need to do is face our fears. And so I wanted to see if I could apply Alex's 10 strategies to my own life and maybe for all of us and how we approach fear around end of life issues. So I'll go through these. Um, his list of ten things that he does, not exactly in the same order he listed in them them in, but um, a way that seems useful for me to look at it. So, number one, he says you have to really want it. You have to really have a desire to want to manage your fear and get on top of fear in order to do it because. It's a daunting task. And so that makes sense to me. This goes to our mindset and really how we approach looking at our own fear in the first place. And if we're not sure that it matters or that it makes any difference, we're not likely to be successful At managing our own fear. So we have to feel a desire within us to want to rise above the natural normal fear that we carry, and to learn how to live with that fear, how to hold the fear in one hand, but also look forward to life and and move into life directly while acknowledging the fear that's there, but not letting the fear hold us back or paralyze us. So the first is just having the desire to want to rise above our fear is essential. And maybe we have to work on that if we don't really feel the desire. The second thing that Alex talked about that he does is keep a journal in order to reflect on his progress, what has gone well and where improvement is needed. So reflection is this second strategy for dealing with fear. I'm a total believer in this, as you probably know, if you've listened to this podcast, I talk about journaling a lot and that that's where we have a conversation with ourselves. Journaling allows us to really look back and record some things that have happened in the past, things that we've tried recently, and to give ourselves an honest assessment of how things are going. And he uses this little simple equation, experience plus reflection equals growth. So I, I love this idea. Our experiences can't teach us nearly as much if we don't take the time to reflect on them and to really analyze each experience that happens and to see where we can learn more and even to recognize what we have learned already from the experiences that we have. So number two, love this, reflect, keep a journal, write about the things that we've done well. So he, he says he writes about every climb that he takes and writes down what went well, what could have gone better and analyzes it. But I think that's just a really great practice for life in general. And again, you already know that if you've listened to me talk before. Um, The third strategy is be certain of your abilities. And I can see how this is essential for a rock climber, you have to know what you're capable of, or not what skills have you mastered. But for all of us, I think, it's really valuable to understand our own strengths and that's something we can write about in our journals as well is to take an honest as- assessment again of what have I learned and where have I gotten stronger and what are some of my weak areas that I need to improve upon but it is acknowledging our strengths actually that helps us develop confidence. And so as we're looking ahead and wanting to think about our plans in a way for the end of life, it's good for us to know like, you know what, like I've been through some really hard health issues in the past. I've also been through grief and death and loss and I'm stronger now I because I've experienced those things. I know that I have a capacity to handle them. And when we write about about these experiences in this way, it can help us develop greater confidence. And confidence lets us keep building our strength. So don't forget to congratulate yourself on your strengths, the things you've already learned, the things that you can do well, but be honest with yourself and realistic. And when there are things that intimidate you and that you don't do well, then uh, keep that in mind, because those are the areas that will need further work in the future. Alex Honnold also talks about reframing. That's the the fourth strategy, reframing our emotions. And so he has learned how in the moment, instead of simply saying, oh, I'm terrified, This, this is really frightening me, I'm overwhelmed right now with fear, to turn that around and say, Yes, I have fear right now, but I'm also really excited and I'm ready. I've been preparing for this and to find a way to reframe the emotions that are arising in the moment and maybe even to say, well, of course, I feel a little scared. I'm doing something new. I'm looking at something I haven't looked at before. And maybe as we're contemplating end of life issues, it feels scary to think about a funeral or to think about where we might want to die or what kind of care we might want to receive but instead of sinking into the fear if we can reframe it a little bit like well yes of course there's some fear here but I also feel interested and curious in these topics and in learning more and I'm also I feel positive about taking this step and doing this work. So reframing, that's a a really important skill in life in general, but I believe especially as we're looking at these fears. So the next strategy that Alex talks about is eliminating doubt. And sometimes I think I I I've talked about this before. I don't really, I don't really like the idea of rejecting doubt as if doubt is all negative. And, um, I see why he has to be so thorough. He can't allow space for doubt in his mind when he's climbing. Uh, But, you know, like, gee, I don't know for sure if, um, if I can do this or not. He, he has to overcome all doubt, for most of us in general in life, I don't think that we really can eliminate all of our doubts. And particularly when we're talking about the end of life, which is something that is not very tangible. Uh, it's also a little bit vague here. We don't know what's happening. Whereas for Alex, he's looking at the, the face of the mountain he's going to climb. And he can actually tangibly see what the obstacles are and what he's going to encounter as he does that task. As we approach the end of life, we honestly don't know for sure what will happen or how it will unfold. So I don't believe that we can eliminate doubt, but I think that we can prepare ourselves for doubt. And so I I think... He says he eliminates doubt by visualizing and rehearsing things. And I think we cannot visualize our own death because we have no idea how or when it will happen, what the circumstances will be, or the details. We can't visualize it in that way. But what we can visualize is ourselves growing in consciousness, and we can visualize that there as we continue to grow in consciousness there will be a time when no matter what the circumstances are we are ready as conscious entities to leave behind the physical body we could visualize that that moment of of transition when our our life force energy our consciousness Leaves the physical body behind that transition itself. We could envision it even though we have no idea how or when or where it will take place. We could envision how we will approach that moment. So that is a way that we can work on our own doubt. Though, as I said, we cannot eliminate all of the doubt because. It, it, no no question we feel uncertainty and fear over what will the circumstances be of our own dying process and since we don't know that we we don't have answers for it we cannot eliminate those doubts but i do appreciate why that's a really important step for alex when he's setting out to climb el capitan <laughs> So the sixth thing that Alex talks about is control the controllables. This is such a good point for us to remember. While we don't have control over the details of our time of dying and our end of life, there are many things we do have control over. And we can make plans for ourselves. That's where advanced directives come in. We can choose our healthcare proxy. We can decide whether or not we want um, CPR or aggressive treatment at the end of life. We can plan our own funeral. We can pay for our own funeral in advance. We We can make a lot of decisions for ourselves at the end of life, even though, again, we don't know the circumstances of our end of life. And we can also make sure that we have put things in order that we've taken care of our finances and our estate planning and that we've left all the information in an accessible place that our loved ones might need in order to finish up our affairs and our business at the end of life. Those are all things that are controllable. We can also do things like make amends with our loved ones. We can write letters to people to be delivered after we die. And we can create our own legacy projects that we leave behind for other people. We can work on finding more meaning in our lives. We have control over all of those things. And it's because we do have control over those things that I think it's so important that we work on rising above our fear, because fear will keep us from looking at those controllables, those things that we could actually manage in advance and do to make our own end of life better for us and for our loved ones. So, taking steps to get beyond our fear so that we actually can sit down and do some productive work on the controllables. I think that's essential. And the more we have in place, the more we have done this work, the more we've, we've thought about our legacy and thought about the meaning of our lives and made amends in our important relationships in our lives, the, the more we've worked on those things the less fear and uncertainty we will have about the end of life, even though the ultimate uncertainty of the details of the end of life will not be available to us. And they won't be until it actually happens. But all of these controllables are things that we could easily start working on right now If we can take enough other steps to help us get past our fear so that the fear doesn't keep us from looking at these things. So I think controlling the controllables is one of the most important things we can do. But we have to do some of the other work. We have to reflect and reframe and work on our doubts before we can get to those controllables and take care of them. So the seventh strategy that Alex Honnold recommends is expanding your comfort zone. And I really like that idea that for most of us, we may not be able to just dive in headlong and start really thinking about the the our last breath and what it's like for us when we take our last breath. That may feel like too much to contemplate right now. But maybe there are other ways that we can start gradually looking at these issues. And I think in general, if we want to approach a fear of death, we can start by just reading about death even listening to podcasts like End of Life University and hearing about death in general. Not so much thinking about our own death, but just hearing about options that are available at the end of life and how people have coped with their own grief and how people have dealt with their own end of life. We can learn a lot simply by listening and taking in those stories. And that's a little bit less threatening than actually sitting down and imagining our own death so by starting gradually and slowly a little bit at a time i think we can we can expand our comfort zone get more and more comfortable with the topic of death and dying and grief and loss of those topics i should have said plural topics we can get more comfortable And that will help us move closer and closer to doing this work that we would like to do around the end of life so I think that's that is just great advice expand your comfort zone but do it gradually a little bit at a time and it means that the very first time you sit down to create a living will or to write out your advanced directive you may not be able to finish it you may not be ready for that yet so you have to be willing to return to it over and over again make a little bit of progress as you go in order to actually complete it. And he talked about, uh, he, Alex Honnold said, he climbed El Capitan with a rope and full climbing equipment 50 times before he attempted the solo free climb that he did. 50 times. That is a lot of work (laughs) and that's a lot of of preparation, which is the very next strategy, he says, prepare, prepare, prepare. So yes, expand your comfort zone gradually a little bit at a time. And you do that by number eight, preparing. And again, I think this is so important for us to remember. And that's really what we talk about primarily when we're encouraging people to do their advanced directives is to simply be prepared, That's actually another part of the tagline I say at the end of the podcast, be ready for whatever life may bring you. You have to prepare yourself because you you have to understand that life is filled with suffering and uncertainty and challenges. And part of living a really good life is preparing yourself to meet those challenges and those difficulties in life that's how you be ready for the the unknown and the uncertainty and the variety of things that could come your way that could happen is that every day you work on some of these issues you work on strengthening yourself you work on becoming more resilient you work on gradually allowing yourself to look at things at topics that scare you and to think about them and you write about them in your journal and you analyze them and you measure the progress that you're making as you work through these things that scare you so you can never prepare too much and the more you learn the more you study the more you experience the more you will grow the more resilient you'll become And the more you will be ready when when life knocks at your door and says, hey, there's there's a hard passage for you to go through, you will be ready to take it on. It doesn't mean that you'll suffer any less, but you will be able to move into that time in your life with a little more confidence and you will start out feeling a little bit stronger as you face the challenges that come your way. So preparation, prepare as much as possible. And if you listen to either one or both of my podcasts, that's really what I'm doing all the time. I'm constantly preparing myself. I'm learning, studying, um, trying to grow in as many ways as I can so that I can be better prepared for aging for living with greater and greater difficulties as I approach my own end of life so let's look at number nine the ninth strategy Alex recommends he calls Distance self-talk, which I think of as being able to witness and being able to talk talk to yourself from the place of a witness, from your higher self, this, uh, this unemotional higher self that is able to see with great wisdom and can coach you through times of fear. And so Alex Honold says he does this all the time. He's constantly talking to himself from his calm, higher, wise self. And uh, soothing, soothing his fear and soothing his concerns. And so he says, become your own coach. And I like the idea to be your own best friend and coach yourself when you're in a difficult time. So he says things to him, to himself, like, Oh, it's time to reset right now. You're starting to feel afraid. Um, stop and take a deep breath for a moment and just relax. Um, let's just start again in a moment when I mean, once you're once you've calmed down a little. And so those are all messages that come from the higher self, the witness that's watching us as we go through these experiences in life. And the witness or our higher consciousness, we can strengthen again by being aware of it and by working on it. And I talk about it all the time about rising above the ego and the the way the ego views the world recognizing way beyond the and above the ego is this higher self that has so much more wisdom for life and not letting the ego always be in the driver's seat utilizing your higher consciousness to guide you and direct you as you're going through things that are frightening and scary. So I just love this bit of wisdom. And I loved reading that Alex Honnold uses it himself. He has his own witness state. He has his higher consciousness that talks him through doing something difficult and challenging. So again, this is something I'm working on all the time strengthening my higher consciousness, my higher self, so that I'm able to hear the guidance. I'm able to hear that calm, wise advice that's coming from the part of me that knows far more than my ego knows about how to approach difficult situations. And then the very last bit of advice that Alex Honnold has is don't be afraid to back down. And I really like this too. We have to remind ourselves that it's okay to have limitations and it's okay to say, today is not the day I can do this. I can't look at it today. I can't talk about it. I can't work on it. For whatever reason, it's okay to take a step back and we have to be mindful of how we're coping, what we're feeling inside, and be aware that there will be times when this this isn't the right time for me to pursue this subject matter. It's not the right time for me to be reading about funerals. <laughs> I have something else going on uh, inside of me, and there I'll have to put this off. I'll do it another day later on. And so I really like this idea of tuning in to yourself yourself listening to your signals and reading what's happening within you in your own emotional life to decide maybe you've pushed a little too hard and maybe this is a day when you need to rest instead of trying to make progress. And so that is, that's a wisdom and that's balance and that is self-care and self-compassion in a nutshell right there to be able to honor yourself and all of your feelings and all of your ups and downs and be aware of how you're how you're embracing the moment and to understand when you need to push harder and when you need to step back and take it easy so part of self-love is be, being aware of those situations and giving yourself permission To take that step backward when you need it. So I'm going to sum up those 10 things simply for you just as a reminder. So number one, you have to really want it. You have to desire to rise above your own fear. Number two, reflect by keeping a journal. Number three, be certain of your abilities. So take confidence in your strengths. You have to know what your strengths are. Number four, be able to reframe your emotions and turn them from being something all negative into something that has positivity associated with it too. Like emotions are not all bad. There's something good going on here at the same time. Number five, uh, eliminate doubt. I would say... Work with your doubts, but understand that doubt is normal and will always be present, at least for for us in this context, as we're looking toward end of life issues. And number six, so important, control the controllables. So do whatever whatever you have control over, whatever decisions you can make and what work you can do right now, do it. Make that your goal. And work on it. Um, number seven, expand your comfort zone gradually and slowly. So start small, make little steps, and keep working toward greater expansion and greater awareness around these issues. Number eight, prepare, prepare, prepare recognize the value of being prepared in as many ways as you can and be willing to do the work it takes to be prepared number nine use uh, the witness your higher self to coach you through these difficult times and number 10 don't be afraid to back down so I love those strategies. I think they're all great. And there really are applications that we can all use. Like, like I don't intend to ever climb El Capitan in by any means whatsoever. <laughs> so I don't need these strategies to help me prepare for that. But I do know that I am going to die one day. And so I want to be prepared for that. And that's the challenge and the task that i continue to work on on a day-to-day basis so that i feel more and more ready for whatever lies ahead for me and whatever it is that i'm going to face during the the remaining years of my life so i hope you find that of interest and of help to you as we get started here in 2023 I think strategies to work on our fear is uh, that's a great way to begin this new year. And I hope it perhaps informs your goals for the year and helps you as, as you look forward to whatever is coming our way in this new year. So until we're together again the next time, remember that we're here for love. I always have to emphasize that first. Just love if you can't, if you don't have the capacity to focus on anything else, just focus on love. Face your fear as we've talked about today. Be ready and prepared for whatever life may bring you next and love each and every moment of your very precious life. Bye-bye.